Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, hello. Welcome back. FixTheNation.com. Back at you, or with you, or for you, or something like that. Yep, still running. That's right. Writing candidate as a protest vote for U.S. Senate, State of New York. Still doing it. You got it. So write in John Jensen for U.S. Senate from the State of New York when you vote on November 8th. And yes, definitely go out and vote. But the question is why? Why would you vote? Why would you choose change? Okay. We're going to roll through that a little bit. And I'm sure we'll get into emails and crap like that, but let's stay focused here for a second. Let's go back to a contract with America. No, not Trump's. Mine. I'm going to read it to you again. And I've gone, this has been six or eight weeks I've had this now. Because to me, what leaders do is they take you to a place that you need to go. And they explain to you why you need to go there. Now, it's it's obviously easy to talk the talk. But unless you know where you want to go, unless unless you agree where you want to go, there is no way to go get there. Zero. Impossible. Don't shoot the arrow or gun, but hit the target. Can't happen. So contract with America for 2016, quote unquote. One, require all laws passed by Congress to be pay as you go and have a true path to pay for it within the budget. Okay, does it make common sense? If you can't pay for something, why would you pass something? You're knowingly spending money you do not have. It's fiscal irresponsibility, and I don't think that's why we put people in power. Two, require a vote to repeal and replace ACA, the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, in the first 100 days. Let's just put this out there for conversation. Fair to say that in the six years of existence, it has failed miserably. I think it has. It's expensive. It's increased coverage on some. It's cost other people coverage on theirs. A lot of people couldn't keep their doctors. Most people couldn't keep their plans. It's gone up in price, not down in price. So this whole big basket of lies, not sure where it's going to end up, but I'd start with the repeal process and the replace process because the intent behind it Some of the things, the tenets that they wanted to address, I actually agree with. I don't at all agree with the process or the fabric, the design of what they did. You can't kidnap a sixth of the the GDP on an ideological agenda item that fails miserably and consider that to be a victory. We'll come back to that. Number three, require all laws that apply to the rest of country also apply to Congress. Wouldn't that be a novel change? Require a vote on tax reform within the first 100 days. Given the fact we haven't actually revamped tax code in 30 years, yeah, I'm going to say it's a bit outdated. Require a vote on immigration reform within the first 100 days. And again, Hasn't been touched in 20 years, just a bit outside, as they say in, what was that, uh, Major League, I think the movie, right? 
pass a balanced budget on time in year one. That's the first part. Okay, and start a process for a balanced budget amendment. Amendment. How, in the name of all that's holy, can we keep up the pace of spending money we do not have and coming to the grips, the reality of, that there's only so much money to go around? Deficit spending is unhealthy for everyone. Require an internal audit of the Federal Reserve and clarify the dual mandate role. They have two roles. Tamper inflation, if necessary. Unemployment, if necessary. Here's the funny part. They should have raised rates a year and a half ago. You know why they didn't? International turmoil. So let me get this right. And I'm not going to go too wonky on this, but they have a dual mandate. And although neither one of the mandates was being threatened, and they were in crisis level rates, as in a quarter of a percent, normal historical rates are 3 to 6%. They are at a quarter percent, 025 they could go up by a full two percentage points from where they are right now and not even be back to the historical norms. I'm not saying they should jack it up this split second. I am saying that a year and a half ago, they could have made a decision, but they didn't. They lost their way. They wandered. They drifted. We need to clarify the dual mandate. So the Fed, that $4 trillion organization, has a better focus. Require a vote on Supreme Court nominee within the first 100 days. Require a review and repeal process to establish, be established to eliminate burdensome regulations. Require a vote on term limits for both the Senate and the House of Representatives. Require a vote to repeal and replace Dodd-Frank, the financial uh, package that was passed and include a reestablishment of Glass-Steagall. Require a vote to consolidate cabinet departments from 16 down to 8 in the first 100 days. Okay. Now, forget the split second. Agree, disagree with that. Here's what leaders do. Leaders bring you ideas. Leaders bring you foresight. Leaders bring you vision. They explain that vision, educate you, sell you a little bit, convince you why that, in fact, is the best path to make your world better. Because contrary to public opinion, contrary to the common belief, leaders work for us. But you think about that. The President of the United States represents all of us. They are not there on a power trip. They are not there to do what they want to do and ignore the minions. They are to do what is right by the people. Any president for the country, any senator for the country, that senator for the state. Now, see, senators have a tricky balance. Do what's right by country, 
but also it's right by state. Sometimes they might be the same things. Sometimes they might be opposed to each other. But at no point in a presidency or a senator position should you ever put the me before the we. To me, that's, I don't know, insanity, lunacy. Nicest way to say it would be selfish. That's not why you were elected to do what your bidding is. You are put there to do what's right by the people. Reagan had a wonderful way of saying it back in the 80s. He said, we have a group discussion, never about party lines. It's always on what's for the people, what's good or bad for the people, and what will make their lives better. Think about that kind of a framework. When's the last time you ever heard someone think, speak, or act that way? Wouldn't that be refreshing? Because I have a very firm belief. When you get elected to presidency, the very first thing you do when you get elected, you take off your party pin, you put it in a drawer, and you forget about it for four years. You can't. You cannot represent your party. You can remember what your priorities are. You can, you can have an agenda to a point, but you're not there to represent half a country. You're there to represent all Americans. True for the Senate, right? One of the reasons I'm running, again, my name is John Jensen with FixTheNation.com. I'm running as a protest vote against Chuck Schumer, the 18-year senator out of New York. Why would I do that? He's behemoth. He, he breathes air I will never touch. He lives in the stratosphere. He has a perfect resume. Reason simple. He forgot who we are. We'll get to that in a minute. My point being, you can't hobnob with the elites. You can't hang out with broadcasters and camera crews. Go to the finest restaurants ever and think that you represent the masses. Sometimes you have to walk around and get to know us. Sometimes you have to represent us and get things done for us. That might even be beyond the agenda, but it should be your priority. If you represent New York, wouldn't you think you'd get things done for New York? He's not the governor. I get that. But he's the senator, and there are things that outside the borders of our state we need relief from. He needs to lead a charge. Let's go back to my contract with America. Do you truly think that Chuck Schumer has any interest in having something that's pay-as-you-go, where he has to limit what he can spend? He believes in big government. He believes in more the merrier. He wants to spend money more than he wants to breathe. That's his ideog. That's what he believes in. It's his core philosophy. He wants bigger government. Vote to repeal and replace Obamacare. Do you really think someone who voted for it, who put the burden on our doorstep, is now going to turn and say, by the way, yes, let's repeal it? 
it would be good for us. It would be horrible for him. He'd lose face. All the laws that apply to the rest of the country apply to Congress. I got a tip for you. He went from college right into the New York State Legislature and has never worked in the private sector. Do you truly think that someone who's absolutely lived off the government for 41 years is going to hand it in now and say, by the way, I want the health care that we have? I know I have a special Cadillac passage, but no, no, that's okay. I'll take what the normal people get. Do you truly think he'd do that? He's an elitist establishment career politician. Why would he do that? Require a vote on tax reform. Well, it depends what tax reform you're looking for. I'm talking about tax reform to re- relieve some of the burden on New Yorkers. You know what he's going to talk about? How do we raise taxes? Because we need to generate more revenue for government so we can spend more things. Because government is the end-all solution if you're Chuck Schumer. Funny, it takes money out of New Yorkers' par- pockets, but... I guess he throws us a few breadcrumbs. We'll be happy with it. Require a vote on immigration reform within the first 100 days. Yep, again, here we go. Depends what kind of immigration reform you're looking for. If you want open borders because you want everybody to come in, whether you vet them or not, because you believe in just this massive migration into America because the immigrants come first, then Chuck Schumer is your guy. He'll sign off on that. If you talk about an immigration package that limits immigration to smart decisions from good nations, not terrorist nations, to people who have been properly vetted, properly going through the process, as opposed to rolling the dice and, God forbid, having a 9-11 all over again from within the country. Can you imagine we could have limited someone coming into the country But no, we got politically correct, allowed them across the border, and then they harmed thousands of people. Can you imagine being that person after living with that, let alone being the families of the thousands that lost them? Pass a balanced budget on time in year one. One, he hasn't done that in the the last eight years. He hasn't done that for the last 15 years. Why would he start now? Do you think that's important to him? He wants to spend more money. He won't capitulate on that. He wants bigger government. That's what ideologues for bigger government do. Require an audit of the Federal Reserve. Why would he do that? He likes the fact they spent $4 trillion. He likes the fact that they're stimulating the economy. He wants them to be unbridled. He wants them to be passive. He wants them to be at the beck and call of the administration. It's good for Congress when that happens. It's easy. There's no mixed messages. Think about how much people loved him when they spent $3 trillion plus dollars on quantitative easing. Think about that for a second and how good the economy was. Who do you think made that money? I'll give you two options. Main Street or Wall Street. Okay, you're right. It's the second one, Wall Street. They took that money at crisis level rates and bought back stock. And they churned and made profit. 
Did they hire people? Barely. Did they reinvest in their companies? Nope. They bought back stock. Who's a benefactor? Whose campaign do the big banks donate to? You got it. Chuck Schumer. So let me get this right. The very guy who votes down Glass-Steagall, which allows the depositors and the investment banks to now get commingled and be put at risk. In 2008, when it goes horribly bad, they turn around and pass Dodd-Frank, which he votes for, which buries in regulation regional banks and puts up a huge barrier of entry for people who want to be a bigger bank. So all the banks that are, and you know what I'm about to say, too big to fail, you've heard that phrase before, right? You couldn't become a bank like that if you wanted to. Way too many regulations. Who put that up? Dodd-Frank. Who voted for Dodd-Frank? You got it, Chuck Schumer. So 18 years ago-ish, he voted down Glass-Steagall to put us in the mess and then voted for Dodd-Frank to keep other players out of the mess. And who donates to his campaign? You got it, the very banks he protects. Can't make this up. Supreme Court nominee. Again, he'd sign off on that. As long as it imbalances the court, as long as it throws it wickedly liberal. Do you think that represents America? I don't think so. Our court should be balanced. We should have some on the liberal side, some on the conservative side, some in the moderate camp. Because when it comes to it, they don't deal with humanity. They deal with the law and the consistent application of the law. It should never be personal. It should never be emotional. It's why they're lifelong positions. We want a balanced camp always. And I would say, by the way, just for the record, I would say the exact same thing if you wanted to have five or six conservative judges on the same bench. It would change the fabric of the country. That's not right. That's not why they're there. They're there to be, in theory, impartial, impugned, rational applicators of the wonderful laws of this nation based on history, the precedent, and everything that's right and good. It should never be partisan. It should never be emotional. It should never be because they want something to happen because they are applying their own agenda. Because they want Obamacare to be legal does not make it the same thing as simply being legal. There's a difference. All justices should apply that. You need a balanced court, not an imbalanced court. Either way. Put in uh, place a review and repeal process to establish and eliminate burdensome regulations. Why would he do that? He likes them. Regulations cost money. Money means fines. Fines go to the government. More money. That's a win. Forget the fact it burdens businesses. What's the point of that? Term limits. How do you convince a career politician that term limits are a good idea? Good luck with that. Repeal, replace Dodd-Frank, the one he voted for, and put back in glass, a version of Glass-Steagall. 
which he voted down. That'll never happen. And shrink the size and scope of government from 16 departments down to eight. And again, he wants bigger government. So philosophically, he and I are not going to agree. My contract with America, which is a very healthy proposition, okay, he'd never sign off on. Why? It's against his philosophy, his doctrine. He wants bigger, better, stronger, faster, even at the price of all of us, even though the burden gets unbearable for us. He wants it, so he will only settle for that. Here's the other part. Think about the contract America that I put out there. When's the last time he put his out there? Never. You know why? Why would he? He'd have to try. And I'm going to get just a little, just a little pissy for a second. Yeah, and I can say that. I don't like being taken for granted. A couple things about this election that really bother me. One, Chuck Schumer raised $22 million and doesn't even have to campaign. He's going to get 60 or 70% of the vote just because he's Chuck Schumer. I did a poll. 67% of New York didn't like the job he's doing. He's still going to win the landslide. Why? He's Chuck Schumer. Who else are you going to vote for? Here's the problem. He's not trying, although he's raised $22 million. Wendy Long the Republican nominee, who's supposed to be opposing him, out to lunch. I am a very active person in the political arena. I have yet to see one single commercial from one single commercial. Of course, then again, how can you run commercials when you only raise $156,000? He raised $22 million. She raised $156,000. Of course she's out to lunch. That's like not trying then why did you take the nomination? Then resign. Let someone put up a fight because they're a New Yorker. For real. Not just someone with a name. That's annoying. Which is why, by the way, I'm doing what I'm doing on this show right now and have been for the last few weeks. We need to get the grassroots level campaign going that says he needs to feel a little bit of a sting for not listening to the people of New York. I'm not saying he's a bad man. I don't know him. I'll never meet him. If I went to Yankee Stadium, I'd be in a stadium just completely in nosebleed seats. He'd be in the front row. That's what elitists do. That's the kind of connections they have. So I'm going to tie this together a little bit with the national scene. I want you to think about something. Ready? This is a little bit why Chuck Schumer is not actually not the right choice, but also why Hillary Clinton's not the right choice. I'm going to get a couple things out to you. and you, I just want you to kick this around a little bit and be open-minded, truly open-minded. Do you think I'm going to phrase this. Let's try this. If I were to ask you some questions and you answer them honestly, would you answer them yes or no? Spending and taxes high 
So we keep less and less of our money. Do you agree that Chuck Schumer will never change his tactics after 41 years in government? The answer again is yes. Do career politicians take care of themselves as opposed to what's best for America, or in this case, New York? Again, the answer is yes. Do we, need, do we New Yorkers deserve better than what we currently get? Again, the answer is yes. Do New Yorkers need a tax reform policy to lighten the burden that we all feel? Again, the answer is yes. Do New York businesses deserve a reduced corporate rate to compete better so they wouldn't have to downsize, wouldn't have to close, wouldn't have to leave the state to continue business? Again, the answer is yes. Do all New Yorkers demand a safe place to live? Unquestionably, yes. The primary responsibility of government. Do New Yorkers need strong leadership that acts in their best interest, not just talks about it? Again, the answer is yes. Doesn't the lobbyist, big banker, establishment have too much power and money for themselves? Again, the answer is an obvious yes. Don't we all deserve to get a better result from government that we elect to represent us? Of course the answer is yes. And lastly, shouldn't elections have consequences? Unquestioned. It's our voice. The reason I read those very obvious questions is it spells out the divide. If you vote for Chuck Schumer, your voting knows. <laughs> yes, we deserve a change. I just read you a list of 12 things, all of which are slam dunks. Yet we'd reelect him. Why? Why would we do that as New Yorkers to ourselves? There's a little self-oppression in that. There's a little defeatist in that. And there's one thing, we're not as New Yorkers. We're not cowards. We're courageous. We don't shirk from a fight. We step up. Pitulate. We bring it on. Why would we self-oppress? Why would we do that? One of the things, bigger, bigger comment, one of the things that bothers me about government is that every four years, in this case every six, you get the knock on the door, that strong campaign, the ads on TV, the speeches make us feel good, they woo us in, telling us stuff that we want to hear, need to hear, so we pull the lever. You know what happens a split second we pull the lever and vote for them? They're gone in the wind. When's the last time someone who really, really just went after the African-American vote and sold them on a better life followed through? 
when's the last time someone says, I'm going to lower your taxes, actually did it? I got a tip for you. If you're going to talk the talk, then walk the walk. And say what you mean, but then do what you say. Those are pretty simple rules and tenets of life. That's called integrity. When you do things the right way, even though nobody else is watching. That's who I want in Washington, D.C. That's who we need for leadership. So I'm John Jensen. And I'm asking you for a protest vote on November 8th. I want you to write me in, John Jensen, for U.S. Senate from the state of New York. Dump Chuck Schumer. He doesn't deserve your trust in your vote this year. He hasn't done enough to earn it, and he hasn't done enough to keep it. If you believe in that, I want you to vote for me. I want you to share this message with your friends and family and spread the word. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you on November 8th. Good luck. And God bless.